Welcome everybody to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan. And I'm Kay. And we're delighted to return for a brand new autumn walk. And my goodness, are we going to have an adventure? Are we? Yes, oh, because... I Skinny Bridge is open. I know, I know. On this episode, we will be talking about diversions because... There is a frustration, I think, in the world about diversions, isn't there? Yeah. The way that they're signposted. Road diversions, We'll yes. speak about that, though. Yes. In the course of oh, today's walk. yes. Because Kate is referring to the fact that she went for a walk yesterday, got to a bridge that she has to cross underneath, and it was closed. It was closed with no notice whatsoever. And quite often when they're doing work on this bridge, it's a really old railway bridge, and from the birth of the railways. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very skinny. We always call it the skinny bridge um, because it was built before cars. We have two you know. skinny bridges. We have two skinny bridges. In fact, in the town, there'll be more than that. Yeah, there will. This one I'm referring to, is, is, it's got like a kink in it as well, hasn't it? Which makes it even more tricky to drive through, I think. It's got a bit of a kink at the end. Particularly kinky bridge. <laughs> it's very kinky. Calm down. <laughs> but there's, a, there's a, a side footpath that you walk through you know, next to the road. And that usually is open. When they're doing repairs to the bridge or the road, the footpath is usually open and you can still walk through. But yesterday there was a sign saying footpath closed. And I had to, there's no way of of sort of just quickly diverting. I had to go virtually all the way back home to go a different way. So it's really frustrating. It completely threw my walk. So we will be heading to that same bridge to have a look at Keeping the... Keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah, to have a look at the roadworks and to see, yeah, because I think there might be more to this story, Kay. You need to grab that parcel that's on the stairs All will there. be revealed when we get to the bridge. I have a feeling it's going to be an interesting episode today. Right. So today we're talking about Pride and Prejudice. And, of course, this is a follow-up episode to our What's the Deal with Pride and Prejudice episode, mm-hmm. which we published... I think it's two episodes ago, because I'd never seen it. And I was interested to try and find out what the score was. So Kay managed to persuade me in the course of that episode, if you hadn't listened to it, to go watch Prime Prejudice and then to come back and tell you all what I thought. The 1995... Yes. Colin Firth. Yes, absolutely. Version. For those of you who haven't listened to that episode, Kay made it very plain that she finds the film version with Kira Knightley and Matthew McFadden, I think that's his name. Yes. Highly offensive. Highly offensive. <laughs> so without further ado, we shall get out <laughs> for our walk and we shall find out what I thought. We're off. Oh, yes. And it is actually lovely and fresh. Oh, it's very nice, yeah. Yes, I know, although it is going to warm up. Well, warm up is the wrong word. Yeah. But it has its typical sort of autumn weather at the moment, well, which is fine. We've got a storm heading into the country, actually, today and tomorrow, haven't we? But it's coming in from the south, west or east, I'm not sure. It's the bottom of the country anyway, and we're not going to get it too bad up here. It's going to be a bit windy overnight tonight. And that's about it, I think, for us. And there's the weather <laughs> with Kate. <laughs> That was great. All right, so we should do should regular weather. Have, no, no, that was good. That was good. That. I think we should have that. I as guess a... I was just being typically British. Let's have it as a regular segment. Tell you what the forecast is. You're like, what's the lady who went on Strictly? The lady who went on Strictly. The Scottish lady who does the weather. Oh, yeah. Is she called Helen? No, she's not called Helen. I can't think of her name, but I know it's not Helen. You're like her. 
doing that. You could have been a weather girl. I could have been a weather girl. <laughs> could I? Right. There was a pop band, wasn't there, called the Weather Girls? Was there? Yeah, there was. They sang It's Raining Men. Oh, of course, of Was course. it the Weather Girls? Was that the Weather Girls? I think you might be. Is yeah, that? I yeah, think. I think you're right. It's the weather something. <laughs> this is excellent, isn't it? I, I, we can't remember anything. Oh. <laughs> oh gosh, it's so frustrating, isn't it? When you just like get to that point where you just can't remember anything. Lucy, my, my thoughts on it are: as you get older, your brain gets so full of information. Yes, let's that, let's pretend it's that. No, I don't think there's anything pretend about it. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like a computer, isn't it? As I your suppose, computer gets yeah. older and yeah. it gets more and more full of information, mm. it starts to go slower and slower and then actually forget stuff. Yeah, <laughs> true. So this whole diversion thing, yeah. I don't know about other countries, but you'll be driving along yeah. in your car yeah. and you'll see a sign and it'll say... What, what, what? It says road ahead closed. Closed. And then it, it points in a direction. Yes. And every time I see a sign that says that, I think that the road ahead is closed. Correct. And I have to turn in the direction That's it's pointing. That's what I think too. That's that not what it means. It should, you know, when it says road ahead, you it automatically think it's the one you're driving on. Yes. You know, because that's ahead of you. Yes. But no, no, that's not what it means in this country. It could be any any direction of road that's closed. It literally catches me out. Yeah, it does me every too. Every single time. It should say something like next right turn closed or I don't know what it should say, but it shouldn't just say road ahead closed when it's not the road ahead. It's I the suppose. road to the left or two roads down on the right. Yes. What they're always looking for with these situations is the simplest writing, aren't I guess, they, that covers yes. the most amount of... Yeah, I know, you're absolutely right, because you've got to read it quickly as you're driving, and I get that. I do get that. But I never understand what I'm supposed to be looking for when it says road ahead closed. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? No, not your road. <laughs> that one over there. It is completely insane, though, isn't it, that you would think as grown people we would be able to remember that when we see those signs I know. not to panic and i think it's yeah it's just instinct that you're just driving aren't you and you just read something and your brain just thinks oh right okay take it literally yeah you take it literally yeah so this whole skinny bridge issue that you had yesterday yeah. i'm fearful that we're going to discover it wasn't an issue what, you think it was open? Yeah. But there was work. There were workmen there, loads of workmen. Well, Trucks and everything. Let's see I'm not making it up. I know you're not making it up, because that situation looked like it was still ongoing today when I ran through it. Oh, right. So, I mean... Oh, and you could go through it? Yeah. Let's check it out when well, we get down Well, they shouldn't have put a sign that said footpath closed, should Let's they? Let's check it out when we get down Oh, I'm going to tell them if it was open <laughs> no, yesterday. No, don't do that. Don't take on the, the road work, people. Right. They always look like they want to hurt me. Yes, it's going to be interesting, this. I can see in front of us the road works. Oh, right. So you can. Now, you're going to tell me when we get there that that sign that said footway closed was absolute nonsense. Well, you see, what I saw was, this is similar to on the roads, what we were just talking about. 
what I saw was footway closed and a sign that said pedestrians and an arrow pointing. Right, oh. A separate sign. But what's the point in saying footway closed and then pedestrians and an arrow? Yeah, because what? Because if you see a sign that says footway closed... You presume the footway is closed, yes. honey. So, so you're done for. I took it for what it said. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, let's see when we get down there. It literally does. I was so angry yesterday. I was walking along, listening to my book, all lovely, lovely, and then I'm like, what? Turn around, go all the way back. Stomping. And it just threw my rhythm, you know? Uh, well, it does, doesn't it? You know, when yeah. things like that happen, you get thrown a bit of a curveball because the work that they're doing isn't on the skinny bridge. Oh, is it not? No. So cars can't go through it. Cars are going through. Uh, the, the work is on the path uh, before so the skinny bridge. So when it said footway, it didn't mean the one through the bridge. No. <sighs> so what it was telling you to do was cross the road, walk on the other side. But there isn't a footpath on the other side to go through the bridge. No, oh, but... on the other side. This is all. Can you can you see my confusion, everybody? Oh, it's genius. And you can probably hear this is going to be a bit noisy, so we'll probably. So this is what it looked like yesterday, yes? Yes, it did. Yeah. So bad news. You could have done your route. I'm not even talking to anyone. Go up and give them it's what for. It's unacceptable. Go up and give them what for. It's just completely unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It totally is. So we'll get through this. Bridge. That pedestrian sign was not there yesterday. All it said was footway closed ahead. That sign there that said pedestrians. So what they've done is they've added that. Oh, lovely, lovely. Well, th that's clearly what's happened, isn't it? People so haven't... they're redoing the pavement is what they're doing. People haven't realised that they were able to get around. So they've People did what you did. Sign. People did what you did, came down, looked, turned around, Ooh, started walking back. Oh, I can back. see tarmac. I love the smell of hot tarmac. But we're not here to talk about diversions. Although maybe we should do that for I a think, later episode. I think we've done, I think we've done diversions <laughs> yeah, now, to haven't death. we? Yep. We're here to talk about Pride and Prejudice. Yes. So yes, Kay persuaded me in the course of the episode that we published a couple ago to watch Pride and Prejudice and ever the one to properly do my research. Yeah. I've actually watched it twice. Yes. Since I saw you last. We watched it together twice, didn't we? We well, did indeed. We and it. so it is with a certain amount of now knowledge that I can tell you what I thought. Now, I mean, I'll be completely blunt. I sort of sat down <laughs> Not with the highest hopes in the world, I would oh, say. A little bit sceptical. I don't mean to be. Oh, yeah. You see, I've learnt. I've learnt from this process. I really have. Because, yes, I did sit down with, with extremely low hopes. Because when this came out, I was at an age when I just wouldn't have appreciated it. Mm -hmm. And so, and I also think that men are idiots. Because I'm not arguing. No, and neither, and neither are 99.9% .9 of the <laughs> listeners. Okay, men are idiots because you look at things and you make judgments, 
And Yeah, thinking th that's not for me. And how can you make a judgment until you actually mm. know what the score is? Hence the whole reason why we did that episode before. What's the deal with Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> and so I sat down to watch it and the intro started and I've got to say I wasn't particularly it didn't hook me in the intro. Okay. I, I I think the sewing <clears> business <throat> sorry. I think the sewing business is poor. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. I think, I don't know whether, uh, perhaps it was because we were watching a digitally remastered Blu-ray. We were. And I just wonder if they didn't digitally re remaster the, the intro. The intro, that's very possible. Because why, why it isn't, would you? Yeah, it isn't as crisp. It would take a lot at. of time and effort to do yeah, that. And yeah. it's just the intro. But even so, for me, that intro does not get across to you the majesty <laughs> of what is about to follow. It, it looks like what a bloke would think it's going to be. Right. A programme okay. that's going to be a bit girly yeah. and a bit, a bit for the ladies and really not have anything great about it. Yeah. Because I thought it was marvellous. <laughs> He did. I mean, Can you believe it, everybody? I, I was actually really shocked. I thought it was probably the best TV series I've ever seen. Amazing. And what was so amazing for me was I, I didn't comment or say anything or influence or anything while we were watching it. I just sat happily... A few happily. times you did get a bit excited and tell me what was coming. Oh, I'm sorry. But I just kept looking across at Dan and I could tell that it was completely like drawn in you know i mean i th i just was like i mean uh, it's just what what i think is so amazing about pride and prejudice is you have now read the book yes and the book is unbelievably similar it's very close to this to the tv series there's as i said before there's more in yes. the book but, but, but it is the... the um, it's like the dialogue's been lifted out the of the script, book. The script, yes. There's lots and lots of dialogue that is just like the book. The point I'm trying to get across is that TV series has not been modernised. No. It, it is as Jane Austen wrote it. Yes. The woman is a genius. A, a, I would agree. A complete and utter genius. Because... She's created a cast of characters that are totally believable. Also, you know, the, the, the story is one that feels appropriate even today. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think to, to do that in the era that she was writing, mm. I think mm -hmm. also as well what it shows you is that, I mean, we know this anyway, but, you know, time may pass, but... No matter how far back you go back in history, human beings have sort of always been fairly similar. Yeah. Coming back to Jane Austen, though, I just think that that series was like a glimpse into her mind. Yes. And what a wonderful mind to glimpse into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just truly... You know, there's so many elements to it which impressed me. I would say that I would have to start with Hill. <laughs> no, no, I'm only <laughs> You did love Hill, though, didn't you? It's a running... Hill is uh, like the housekeeper. It's, it's a running joke. She's only got about ten lines in the whole thing. She does, yeah. But e e even still, a small character. Yeah, yeah. But clearly the woman was a good actress. Yes. And played the part brilliantly. But no, the, the, the character which I loved the most, and I mean, loved the most to the point of 
probably one of the best characters I've ever seen in anything. In fact, he is the best character I've ever seen in, in anything, film or yeah, TV, and yeah. that's Mr. Collins. Amazing. So Mr. Collins is the cousin which we spoke about in our previous episode, and he's going to inherit their house yeah. through an entail, yeah. which anyone who's watched Downton Abbey will know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. So he comes to the house, and he's decided, very nobly, I felt, <laughs> I, th- I thought it was very noble yeah. to come and marry one of the daughters. Yeah, so so that, that at least it stayed in the family. That's right, yeah. But yeah. what I love about the character is, though, <laughs> actually it's not noble, because this guy is probably going to struggle when it comes to attracting a lady. I'd say so. <laughs> I'd say he is. The actor, oh my goodness, David Bamber, oh... <laughs> And they just just amazing, amazing performance. So many amazing. Now, I mean, some of my favourite moments from Mr. Collins. I would say, probably, I would say my top Mr. Collins moment. He doesn't say a word. No. It is a, it's a scene. I think it's in about episode three. No, it's a bit further on than right. that. I think it's when Lizzie goes to visit um, Charlotte and. Mr. I think, Collins. I think it has to be episode three because in episode four they were. Is that's it, when they go to Pemberley. Is it three? Hmm. Might this three or four? Well, episode four is my next favourite bit. Right. Unless my two favourite bits came in the same episode, which perhaps they did. Well, it's, it's when Lizzie is visiting them. And she goes in, and it's breakfast. Yeah. And Lizzie goes in, and she talks to Charlotte. Charlotte, who is Mr. Collins's wife. Mr. Collins doesn't say a word, he no. just sits there eating his breakfast. <laughs> and in that scene, he gets across exactly what the character of Mr. Collins is. Yeah. Because he's absolutely stuffing his face <laughs> as fast as he possibly can. And this is a man who, that is how he approaches life. Yeah. He, whilst he's not got a lot of charms when it comes to ladies, yeah. He's trying to live life to the absolute oh, fullest. Oh gosh, he really is. At every possible moment. He really is, and he's, he's like really sociable, isn't he? You know, yes. he he does kind of think he's, he's the bee's knees. Oh, he does, he does. Because of his associations with Lady yes. Catherine de Bourgh, you yes. know, he thinks that that puts him up the, the stepladder, if you like, quite yes. a lot. That, for me, is my number one Mr. Collins moment. My number two Mr. Collins moment is definitely when <laughs> Mr. Darcy and Mr. Bingley are coming to the house, aren't they? Yeah, they're coming to visit the Collinses. Yes, and Lizzie is out walking. Yeah, with Charlotte, w- with and, Charlotte and her sister. Yeah. And Mr. Collins has to come out to get them. Yes. And he comes running full belt. <laughs> he does. Absolutely full belt he does. down the road. Yeah, he make does. haste, make haste. <laughs> and then what's brilliant is the Charlotte's sister. Mariah, yeah. Who's played by Lucy Davies, who yeah. if anyone has watched the office, yeah. the UK office, she's the secretary in the office. Anyway, she runs off down the road. She does. Like Phoebe from Friends, yeah, where she, she does her she crazy totally run. She totally does, yeah. It's, it's a, a scene that perhaps takes 30 to 40 seconds. Yeah. But it's brilliant. It is. But the, yeah. the other thing that I love about David Bamber is whilst he doesn't... Sometimes when you get a scene stealer, you know, a, an actor or yeah, actress yeah. who is 
really brilliant yeah. and is playing a great character, sometimes they will detract from the other characters around them. Yeah. Because they're literally, you can't take your eyes off them. Mm. But what I love about him is he just fits in to the whole story. And that for me is testament to the writing of Jane Austen. It is, of course, as well, him as an actor, but I do think it's the writing of the character. Because yeah. again, your, your comments about how the TV adaptation is so similar to the book. Mm. You asked me the other day what my favorite moments yeah. are. And I'm really sorry to say, that my absolute favourite moment in the whole series is one shot. It is one shot. <laughs> I'm a bit worried about how much I love, I love this. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a cinematography love, isn't it? There's no dialogue or anything going on. Basically, it is the arrival at Pemberley. Yeah. With Lizzie and Lizzie her aunt and, and uncle. Lizzie and her aunt and uncle, and they're in the carriage, and they're just sort of on their way, just not far off Pemberley. And basically, what the cinematographer has done is it would be so easy to put movement on a shot it'd be so easy to have maybe a, a camera running alongside the carriage yeah. maybe then a, a flyover up and over the, the the carriage and then up to Pemberley who knows what you might do yeah. but instead he just goes for simplicity and again this is another example of how in life it always is right that less is more. Mm. It always is. And all he's done is he's stuck his camera on a tripod, he's put it up high and he's got a static shot and in the shot you can see the road that they're travelling along yeah. in their carriage and the carriage is passing along the road so you've got movement yeah. and then up in the sort of top right hand corner you can see one of the towers of Pemberley yeah. so in that shot you can see everything that you need to you get the majesty of the landscape you see that they're arriving yeah. and you see the excitement of the, the fact that you're about to arrive at yeah, Pemberley. Yeah. And then of course you do, and, and this is another of the, the, the bits that I just loved in it. You, you get that arrival at Pemberley and then Mr. Darcy turns up. You know, there's the whole in the river, in, in the pond, pond yeah, scene. Yeah. I'm glad you called it a pond. That's not in the book, but you know, who cares? It's amazing. <laughs> Well, I could have done without that, but that's... Well, yes, that, I think that is purely a... I don't want to say it's purely a female moment, because I don't want to be prejudiced. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. But, yeah, you know, it's the ladies, I think, that would enjoy that. What I love about that scene is I absolutely love how he arrives, you know, sees her. She's like, oh, we've got to get out of here. Feels silly. Yeah. And then suddenly he's, like, there in his full garb. Yeah. And he's like... Mr. Charming. He is. <laughs> like, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Showing them round, you this, know, let me show yeah, you the best yeah. spots for fishing. And it's like the most, like, cool. Yeah, and she actually has a conversation with her aunt, doesn't she, saying, oh, her, her aunt says, you know, this is not the character of a person that I thought it was kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And Lizzie says something like, oh, I couldn't say what caused this transformation. And then her aunt says, oh, can you not? <laughs> Implying that it's Lizzie. Yes. Yeah. He lit he, literally, he couldn't be more charming. No. And, and that, that for me is just such a cool moment in, in the story and how it's written and yeah. how he comes across. And, and again, that just is testament to the writing of Jane Austen because yeah. just stupendous. Another thing that I love in it is 
and we've got to get this back folks and I'm talking to everyone who is within who can hear me talk <laughs> we've got to get the manners back yeah you know, their manners are impeccable. Oh my goodness, it's so such sad and manners. disappointing. Now you can go back through history and you can criticise, you know, you can look back in hindsight and you can talk about things that would have been going on in a particular time in history and how great everything is now. First of all, everything isn't great now. Just go look at the news and you can see yeah. every time in history has its challenges. Yes. But what we've lost and what they had was absolute and utmost respect for each other. Yes. And they always, whether you were the lowest of the low, yeah. or whatever position you were in society, they spoke to you with grace. Yes. And that's just gone. It has gone. You know, I love the fact how the, the, the men in that, at every opportunity, when they meet a lady, they're inquiring after their family. And they bow, don't you? they, and the ladies yeah. curtsy. And I'm not saying we should start bowing and curtsying again, but... Well, we could never go back, but we no. should never have got rid of it in the first place. No, it's just so lovely, you know. If well, I what... took you to Japan... Yeah, you're absolutely right. They, they, do, they do still well, uphold those I really traditions. do believe... Yeah, yeah. I do believe that Western society sort of messed it up a bit because we've pushed things so far, we've pushed back so hard against... Status is the wrong word because it's not about status. No. It's about respect. Yeah. And it's like no one has to respect each other anymore. No. I don't mean to hark on about something we spoke about recently, but, you know, it is that whole you do you thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. but even the ladies, when they meet each other, they're curtsying to they each do, other. They do, they do. Lizzie's met Mr Darcy, you know, four or five times, but, you know, she's talking to him at Pemberley yeah. and he's asking questions and she's calling him sir yeah. and he's calling him madam. Yeah, even when they, they're having a really heated discussion, you know, and even in that scene where Mr Darcy proposes in yeah. a not very... Ham-fisted way. Yes, I mean, it's, it's not the best, really. No. They're still respectful of each other yeah. and they part respectfully, yeah. even though, you know, they've just been really... Both of them have both been angered by what the other one has been saying. Yeah. And, you know, that's definitely something to take away, I think. That, yeah. You know, you can have disagreements with people, but still be respectful of the fact that they're a human being. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, another scene, again, and this is the thing. This brings me back to how that opening was shot. You know, with the sewing and the yeah, camera going yeah. over the top of it, because there's so many elements to this that are filmed just stupendously. Yeah. Like it's like the cream of the crop, the absolute best. Because another bit, which was just tremendous, is when it's at one of the dances, and Mr. Darcy's walking through the room, yeah. and the camera's right in front of him, yeah. and it's tracking him one shot as he comes through the room, yeah. and it's th that is outstanding because it puts you in the middle of the dance it does you're not like up in a corner looking down mm. you're not static you're in the middle of it mm -hmm. like how you would be if you were there mm. and mm. i thought that was just brilliant yeah really really superbly shot the other thing which is so great about that program is all of the actors oh, and yeah. the actresses are just brilliant yeah i mean i i think it's the casting is just perfection i can't i can't think you know what i would have changed 
in terms of the casting. I think the actors that they got were just amazing. And it, I think what, what is testament to that is how many of the faces that you saw in that went on to have, yeah, but still have, yeah, huge and successful careers, yeah. You know, even down to someone like Lucy Davies. Yeah. It's such a small part, Maria. Is it Maria? Mariah. Mariah. Sorry. I mean, you spell it Maria, yeah. but they, they back then they said Mariah. Yeah. But then also, you've obviously got Mr. Darcy's sister. Yes. Who's extremely young. Amelia Fox. And you know, yeah. she's had a hugely successful career. So yeah. that was a casting job. Par excellence. It really was. Because <laughs> you couldn't know, could you, that these people were all going no. to go on and be absolute stars? No, no, not at all. Yeah, and I mean, what did you think about the locations that they chose for oh, they the were houses? Great. They were great. Yeah. They were all great. I mean, they, we've been to Lime Park. We have. Which is uh, Which Pemberley. is Pemberley. And do you know what? It is a shame that it is owned by the council? It's not anymore. Oh. It's actually a National oh. Trust property because, and I'll tell you something, the reason why they wanted to, they, they did want to use the interior of Lime Park yeah. for filming, for yeah. Pemberley, yeah. but at the time there was a transfer going on between the council, the right. local council, yeah. who owned Lime Park at the time, and it yeah. was being transferred over into the ownership of the National Trust and all of that was going on right so that's why they couldn't gain access because they you know they couldn't get to the right people presumably right. right nobody knew who was meant to be giving permission for something like that yeah so that's why they didn't use the interiors of of lime park right they did want to but they just couldn't so it is actually national trust now the interiors they chose though were great yeah yeah they and were. you showed me the outside of the house I the did. Interiors, and that was lovely too yes but the reason why, when we went to Lime Park, it did feel slightly municipal, and I bet you that was just because it had been in the hands of the council for yeah, so long. I'd say so. It was in the hands of the council for a long time, yeah. quite a few decades. I mean, I suppose in one sense it's great that it was put into the hands of the council, it was upheld, yeah. the property's still there, not being flattened. No. But still, I can't and help but... So, you can't help but pine for... Yeah. The whole now I know Chatsworth has changed in this, and I'm sorry to bring up Chatsworth in the sense of that was used in the film, wasn't it? Was it? Um, it was used. Oh no! In the in TV, Death that, at Pemberley. In that awful Death at Pemberley. Yeah. It was used that in that. That was bad. That was terrible. I can't even speak of it. Such a bad casting job for Lizzie. Really was. It really was. But also a bad casting job for Mr. Darcy too. The whole thing was bad. <laughs> but the reason why they didn't, the um, you know people who made the TV series, the reason why they didn't want to use Chatsworth as Pemberley was because Chatsworth is mentioned in the book. Yes. And a lot of people think that Jane Austen's inspiration for Pemberley was Chatsworth, but there's no actual evidence of that. I think it's just people surmising. Yeah, but even if it was, even Chatsworth's it was, mentioned in the book. She Chatsworth's wasn't thinking of Chatsworth when she wrote about Pemberley. No, I mean, she wouldn't, I don't think she would have mentioned Chatsworth in its own right. No if she was imagining Pemberley as Chatsworth. Yeah. So, I mean, I think she was probably inspired by all of these big houses, maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
But I think that's brilliant that the producers didn't want to use no. Chatsworth because it's mentioned so, because how can you yeah. use Chatsworth when they're talking about Chatsworth as Chatsworth and yeah. not Pemberley? Yeah. Um, so I think that was a really good decision. My favourite thing about the whole thing is it's always lovely to discover great authors. Yeah. And, you know, people who have written wonderful stories. I think it's my favourite thing. And I, I, it, I just find myself ashamed. And I come back to what I said at the start in that you discount something and yeah. you say, oh, no, no, that's not for me. Yeah. That's a lady's thing. I think it's a good example and it, it is of how... So you should try not to do that, yeah. Like stupid. Because what, just, oh. And I just, you, you, you just feel like closer to the person. Now, I did spot a time traveler. Because I was, of course, transported back to the time. When was it set? Um, 1813, I, I think, was, or 15. I was transported back to 1813. And so everything I was watching was in fact real. <laughs> it wasn't a TV show. And if you watch the dance very closely, it's the dance that, that happens at Netherfield. Yeah. There is one the of the ball. dancers, yeah. there's one of the dancers, one of the male dancers, yeah. has a hearing aid. He's got a hearing aid in. <laughs> yeah, Dan spotted that. How he, funny. He came dancing past. I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And what was funny was you'd found a video online, hadn't you? Yeah. Of this guy saying, five things you missed or something or other in yeah it... yeah i found this youtube channel of this fella who normally does music history but he he loved pride and prejudice so tudor smith i think his name is wow. that, that rings the bell tudor smith so his first tudor name smith. is tudor yeah and he does act as like a support actor right in in various things yeah. um but he's got a little series on Pride and Prejudice. I think there's only sort of two or three videos, but he posts, um, he went round all the locations. It was really, really interesting. And I've watched it a couple of times actually. So yeah, I mean, that was really good, but he never spotted that. He was like pointing out, point, pointing out things. Oh, look, did you see this? And did you see this? He didn't spot the hearing aid. He was pointing out idiotic things like where they broke the fourth wall. Oh, gosh. I mean, that's so... That's, and I went back and looked at these scenes. It's so nerdy to the point what that of being... What that means, if you don't know, is that the actors... The actor looked directly into the camera. And you're not ever meant to do that because you're acknowledging the camera. And he pointed out a couple of scenes where that happened. And I went back and watched them. And it's so barely a second. I also, I think he's wrong too, because I think there's a difference between looking at the camera and acknowledging the camera. Yeah. And your eye line. Just being, being in that taken. direction. Yes, yes. yes. Because th th that would be more weird. Surely it would. If, I think that's Andre. Oh my gosh, oh, we've missed him. Oh. Oh. But maybe, oh yeah, if we'd been a few. Oh. I know, we could have said hello. It's like, we've got the, the coolest we DPD love Andre. driver in the history of the world. Looks like an American footballer. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's so buff. Okay. Sorry. Your husband's trying his best, you know. Oh, stop it. You say he's buff as well. There's a man, actually, I can't remember if we've mentioned him before. I think we might have done. 
He must be in his mid-60s, mustn't he? That, oh, yeah, that guy definitely, we walked past. definitely. This guy has really taken care of himself. I saw him yesterday, actually, walked past him. Does he still look great? He did, darling. He didn't look any different, <laughs> yeah. But I, I just, you know, I think when you get a little bit older, shall we say, Yeah. you start to really respect these people who yes. are, I think you stopped to let us go. Oh. You start to really respect these these people who are a little bit older than you, yeah. who've really looked after themselves, yeah, and who yeah. then definitely I find as inspirations. Yes, <laughs> which makes me laugh. But yes, do you know what? I was thinking about, and this again comes back to the whole male and female dynamic, because I was thinking. Oh, you know, so you've now introduced me to two amazing TV shows. The Sopranos. Yes. And Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't be more different, first of all. No, very true. <laughs> and Sopranos, I would say, was my top TV show ever. Yeah. But that's now been overtaken <laughs> by a country mile. An really? absolute country mile by Pride and Prejudice. That's amazing. And I was so, I've, you know, I'm so thrilled that Dan enjoyed it so much. What, what? Really, I couldn't be more thrilled, really. What bothers me about this whole situation is I started to think, what is it that I enjoyed when I was young yeah. that I could introduce you to? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've watched it all. Oh, okay. And that made me start to think... Well, I, don't, I think I've probably exhausted everything now, darling. I can't... No, no, no. No, no, just let me... Okay. It, my, my, my point is... Why is it we've watched all the things that I thought we should yeah. and we haven't watched the things you thought we should? Because you would have been dismissive of it, probably. And well, that's not right. No, because I've always gone on about how much I love that series, haven't I, really? Yeah. Always gone on about it. And I think because you've never shown any interest, I'm not going to force you. I don't think it's that you've probably been dismissive. You've just thought, oh, that's not for me. So I suppose that is dismissive. <laughs> It just makes you, I don't know, I'm, I'm the most equal rights men and women person yeah. in the history of the world, yeah, but absolutely. it makes me feel like a sexist. I don't think, I don't think you're being a sexist. I think it's, you just, I think the, the, the problem is, demonstrating a, a natural male tendency, I would yes. say. And that is perhaps where the issue lies. The issue lies in the fact that, and I still think it's the same today, that, and, and the reason why I still think it's the same today is, as a married to a lady, male knitter, still today, if I walked into a room yeah. and said, I'm a knitter, in the UK, I would be looked at as odd. You would. And yes. what that does is that shows you that we're still bringing up our young people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In a, if you're male, you yeah. have to be, you can't yeah. watch Cows and Fields ladies programmes like that. No, no. You'll be watching A Room With A View next. <laughs> we, maybe we should. I've never seen that. Well, I bet it's really good. Yeah. It really does shine a light on how idiotic, because there's going to be so many guys, because there's nothing about that programme which is like female focused. I don't think so. You no. know, I, I think it is very equal in terms of the characters and the dominance of the characters. Yes. I really do. Yes. You know, Dan's obviously spoken really only about a male character. Yes. Apart and from it, Hill, you did mention Hill. It's certainly not like leaning into 
you know, themes as well, which would be seen predominantly as female themes, yeah, I don't yeah. think. So at no point, I think the point I'm trying to make is, I perceived it as something which I would probably struggle to be able to associate with, whereas I could associate with it the whole way through. You so, could, yeah, you did, you loved it. And what was so great was, you know, just watching Dan watch it and seeing how he was enjoying it. And I obviously knew what was coming next. And then I could, like you said, I couldn't resist sometimes just to, just to say, oh yeah, but this is gonna happen. Um, but I didn't spoil. No. I don't think I spoiled it. No, no, I? definitely not. I enjoyed it so much. For those of you who watch our video show, if you watch our last episode, 234, episode 234, it, it featured episode nine of the Rise and Fall of the Monasteries. And in the Rise and Fall of the Monasteries, as I'm arriving at Howe Hill Tower, that is about 10 minutes in to the episode, as I'm walking up the hill to the tower, I actually copied the shot that was in Pride and Prejudice. So I set the drone up so that the tower was just on the top on the right hand side, the path that was coming through the picture. And so if you want to do something really nerdy folks, go and watch Pride and Prejudice, look out for in episode four, that scene where the carriage is arriving at Pemberley, then go watch Rise and Fall of the Monasteries episode nine and look at my approach to Howe Hill Tower and how I copied that shot. And I'm going to copy that shot again. <laughs> Probably not in the next episode, but definitely in yeah. the series next year. There was yeah. a few other shots that I saw that I really liked. And mm. I think what I enjoy now about being a filmmaker is when you watch other films, you get inspiration. Mm. It's a bit like knitting and like seeing other people knit oh, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some reason, I never really thought that that would be a thing. Folks, that's enough of my waffle. Yes, you're all running off. If, if there's any of you out there that haven't watched it and you've always thought, no, you know, <laughs> I like the film, I'm not going to watch the series, then I would, I can't recommend more that you go and watch it. Because did you find that the dialogue was markedly different in the film or was it yes. again, right? No, the language they use, they, they've, they've really have sort of modernised it quite a lot and right. I can understand why they've done that, you know, they're, they're trying to appeal to the younger generations now and they think to do that, that they've got to do these things to sort of bring it a little bit more into our... Some might say dumb it down. Yeah, and I, I think it's kind of... What they've done, I think, with that film, I think it's disrespectful to the book. You know, this is just my personal opinion. I know lots of people love the film. And all power to you, you know? That's brilliant. And I'm, I'm not prejudiced against anybody who likes anything that I don't like, you no. know? Each to their own. Absolutely. But just personally, I think it's such a strong book and it's such a strong era and the images and the way, the way of life mm. from that era. Yeah. I think to change things that make it look so much different, mm. I, I, it just really doesn't gel with me. You could say that this is perhaps an example of what we were referring to with regards to the manners. Yeah. Over the course of time, yeah. We've eroded and, and, mm, and you know, mm, got rid of that. Mm. And they've remade that show and they have made it more modern. Yes. They've, you know, tried to give it a spin, which, as you said, would appeal to more people. When I don't understand why the series... You could just... I don't understand why the series doesn't appeal to people. And the See, reason is because it's old. People... And yes. young people want to watch something that's been made now. Uh, absolutely. They'll, they'll go, 1995? I wasn't even born. 
you know. It's so stupid. It is because genius it, is it, genius. That that could have been made yesterday. That it it doesn't date for me. No, and the question is, are they going to remake Jaws? Well, yeah, this is. Are the they going to remake Back to the Future? You can't remake classics, can you? Like Jaws and Back to the Future. I don't think so. No. Anyway, look. We could go on forever, yes. but instead we'll say cheerio we and we'll will. see you next time for another Bakery see Bears soon. Radio Show. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears Radio Show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.